Even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, sing. Sing. Even if you don't know a piano key from a car key, sing. Sing. Even when they say sopranos and you think it's a cable TV show, sing. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today as we continue a message, Every Praise is to Our God. And uh, I love the fact that we're going to talk about singing today. And right there, out the gate, you're saying, you know what? You may not have a good voice, and I'm going to raise my hand with that one. I struggle to carry a tune. It's important for us to sing. Why is that? Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at Zechariah, you find that uh, our God loves singing and he loves music. Yeah. Music originated in heaven. As a matter of fact, this is phenomenal. In the book of Revelation, it talks about the song of Moses. So it goes all the way back to the book of Exodus when God delivered the children of Israel. And God said through Jeremiah, that's my favorite song. In my community, it would be, hey, that's my song. Yeah. You know. And God says, sing to me the song you sang to me. So you know what it means? that in heaven, there's a number one song on the charts. <laughs> there's a chart, yeah. It's the head of the R&B charts. It's the head of the hip-hop charts. It's the head of the country and western charts. So however they're singing it, God said, I love the song you sang to me. And it reminds Israel, remember the song you sang to me, yeah. the first song? And so God loves music, and he loves for us to sing about his greatness, yeah. to sing about his grandeur, to sing about his glory. He loves it, and we ought to love it too, to sing about our God. So I had our people, uh, when we studied the Psalms, I said, okay, I want everyone to compose their own song. Hmm. We took a whole service and just let people read their song. And some of them put it to music. Wow. Steve, I've never in my, this will be my 40th year at Christ Bible Church, formerly South Shore Baptist Church. And at that service, there were more tears than in any other one service we've ever had. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because there's such usually raw emotion, vulnerability, authenticity that comes out. There you go. In that, yeah. And I love the fact that we are focusing on singing today. In our church, you know, it's all about the Word of Christ, all about God's Word. But we like to talk about the fact that we read the Word, preach the Word, pray the Word, and sing Sing the Word. word. That's right. Those four things. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you said uh, what I want to say too. I cannot sing. Can't carry, you know, a note in a bucket. But I'm biblical because the Bible says, <laughs> make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Hey, it may not be joyful to you and me, but if it's joyful to him, that's right. we're going to do it. Right? Amen. <laughs> well, if you can, join us in Psalm 145 as we continue. Every praise is to our God. Here is Pastor Ford. You know what gets me? You hollered under the strobe lights at the club. But you won't holler under the church lights. Yeah. Won't shout at a night service. But you shout at the nightclub. Mary Mary don't move you. But Mary Blige will make you get up. 
Hebrews 13, 15 says, we ought to bring a sacrifice to God, the praise from our lips. So praise is voluntary response is personal. Praise is a volitional response is premeditated. Praise is a verbal response is proclaimed. Praise is a visible response. That's our next one. It's pictured. Praise is a visible response. It's pictured. What do you mean? You know me and my alliteration. I literally mean people can see you praising. Here's the words. Get this. Every word is a verbal or a visible word. Extol. That means the holler with a virtue in mind. Extol the Lord. He is a gracious God. He is a good God. He is a great God. I just extolled him. This is not extol. He's a great God. And so, bless, Barak, Yada. These are the words that are used. See, you not only hear praise, you ought to see praise. That's why I don't know what you're doing. And you don't either. I'm worshiping in my heart. Well, if you're worshiping and you've been here for two hours or an hour and a half at this service, you ought to have moved. C.S. Lewis said this, we praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses the pleasure but completes the enjoyment. Now, you don't understand it. Uh, but I watch more basketball now, this year, than I have since I've been a grown person. And uh, I like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, here's what I noticed at Jurassic Park and all over Canada. When he did that, wow! Every time the home team did something, what happened? Did anybody tell them? Now, think about this. What if they said, you, when you go to this game and Kawhi Leonard slams like that, you can't say anything? Then why would I even want to watch? If I can't holler, if I can't shout, because that man went up from the foul line, turned around 80 times, did three backflips, and then threw the ball in the hoop. And, and then slowly levitated down to the floor. I can't holler about that. I got to holler about that. He didn't even do all that. But I got a God who became a man and stepped down through 42 generations, hung, bled, and died on an old rugged cross, buried in a borrowed tomb, and got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hands, with the nail prints in his hands, and the spear print in his side, and the nail prints in his feet, and said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth, and wrote my name in his book, and covered me in his blood. Woo! That's something to shout about. That's something to holler about. 
He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Yeah, that's good, man. See, that's why I can accept it if you don't sing the song because you don't know it. That's acceptable. But I can't accept you don't sing the song because you don't like it. Because it don't have anything to do with what you like. Here's what you need to understand. They have prayed about what to sing. And the Spirit of God has told them, and they've been trying to get me, and I'm going to get myself together. I, I do good for a while, and then I go back to my old mess. But they asked me for the sermon so that the music that they sing fits what's going to be preaching so that everything comes together, the music and the message and the Holy Spirit has more to work in your life on. So when they sing these songs, learn them, because that is what God has given them and this band to further facilitate your worship so that you would be, come on, hold the balloons up. You would be expanded in your comprehension of God. And why balloons? Because you use balloons to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh. yeah. sing. Yeah. Even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, sing. Sing. Even if you don't know a piano key from a car key, sing. Sing. If you don't know the difference between a major chord and an extension chord, sing. Sing if you don't know the difference between a guitar string and a shoestring, sing. Sing if you don't know the difference between a French horn and a shoehorn, sing. Sing, even when they say Sopranos and you think it's a cable TV show. Sing. A great reminder from Pastor Ford today that we are to be singing and that every praise is to our God. We're listening to Treasure Truth and a message from Psalm 145 that we'll get back to in just a moment. If you ever miss a program or part of a program, you can always listen online. Just come to our website. It is treasuretruthradio.org. Well, let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. So praise is a visible response. Here it is. Praise is a voluminous response to God. You say, what are you talking about? Praise ought to have volume to it. See, the more excited you get, the louder you get. You know, uh, the guy who led me to Christ, his first exposure to African-Americans was me. I told you that when we wrestled and he had me in the headlock and I had hair and uh, his hand, when I got out of the headlock, he stopped. I said, you hurt? He said, no. He said, your hair is soft. I said, so why wouldn't you think it wouldn't be? Because my mama always told me black folk have hair like steel wool. So he'd never been exposed. So he asked me, he said, Bo, when we white folk talk to each other and we're right up to each other, we just talk. 
And we talk so nobody else can hear our conversation. He said, but since I've been with you guys, you could be right up on each other. And you're talking real loud. And then it's like the more excited you get, the louder you get. And you're right there in front of each other. I said, because we've been slaves and we couldn't talk. We, the only place we had freedom of expression was in church. You were boy every day of the week, but you was deacon on Sunday. You was reverend on Sunday. And now we got the freedom to talk, and we don't care who listening. Okay, watch this. Some of you are going to be very uncomfortable in heaven. I done told you that before. Why? Okay. I just, go, I just went through. I'm not going to give them to you. I wanted to give them to you. But I said, no, I don't make the sermon way too long. In the book of Revelation, the word loud is in the book of Revelation 14 times. It is in that one book more than any other book in the Bible. The word shout is in there 52 times more than in 150 psalms. Heaven is a loud and noisy place. Coming from the throne, there was a loud voice. The angel said with a loud voice. They worship God with a loud voice. There is volume in praise. And the more excited you get about God, the louder you get. Hey, Revelation, just one example. Revelation chapter 5, 12 through 14. Read. Sing with a loud voice. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and on Loud voice. Read that again. Read that again. Come on, come on. Read that again. Read that again. Say it with a loud voice. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Word. To receive power. Read. And riches. And wisdom. And strength. And honor. And glory. And blessing. And every creature which is in heaven. And on the earth. And under the earth. And such as are in the sea. And all that means when we praise we ought to make some noise he's worthy we ought to make some noise you couldn't go up so he came down we ought to make some noise 
We ought to make some noise. He died that we might live. We ought to make some noise. We ought to make some noise. He died in agony that we would live abundantly. We ought to make some noise. We ought to make some noise because on one dark Friday, he died. But early Sunday morning, he got up. We ought to make some noise. He's coming back to receive us to himself. We ought to make some noise. Make some noise. Make some noise. Get them balloons up. Get them up. Make some noise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Make some noise. Here it is. We're done with the first section. Here's the last one. Praise is a voluntary response. It's personal. Praise is a volitional response. It's premeditated. Praise is a verbal response to God. It's proclaimed. Praise is a visible response to God. It can be seen. It's pictured. Praise is a voluminous response to God. It's loud. It is penetratingly loud. Praise, here's the last one, is a vocational response to God. What's a vocation? That's your career. That's your career. David, the stem, according to Ray Glover, the stem in the Hebrew speaks of, I ain't just doing this on Sunday. I'm not just doing this in a service. What I'm learning in this service, I'm taking this to work tomorrow. So when I get up in the morning, I'm going to have praise. Uh, when I continue to go, here's how I make it vocational. Some of you may remember this. I name my left foot glory and my right foot hallelujah. So every time I walk, I think glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. When I shout, I say glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, glory, Thank you, Jesus. Now, now y'all think I'm just because I'm an excitable person. To me, this says we have made it to the next level. That's what it says to me. That's what it says to me. Yeah, amen. And listen, we're about to unfold this prayer thing. It's going to be powerful because this is going to turn us into a house of prayer. We will not be a den of thieves. I'm on Facebook. I don't go in there to do anything but drop some spiritual truth, drop some relationship stuff, and keep on moving. Many people have unfriended me because I don't uh, do the messaging and all of that. I ain't got time for that. But uh, a pastor said something. I wrote it down. Here's what he said. God allowed Twitter and Facebook so that the judgment seat of Christ, he can say, you had time for Twitter and Facebook. Don't tell me you didn't have time for prayer and Bible study and worship. Here's the hours you logged on Facebook and Instagram. Here's the hours you logged in church, and you ought to be ashamed. You're losing your reward because you spent time on social media more than you spent time with your Savior. And so what do you mean? Uh, let me get William Murphy in this. I hate to get William Murphy in it, but, but I'm going to close with William Murphy. Here's what he said. He says, praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. 
Praise is who I am. I will praise you while I can. I will bless you at all times. I vow to praise you in the good and the bad. I'll praise you whether happy or sad. I'll praise you in all that I do because praise is what I do because I owe it all to you. Open your mouth and give him what you owe him. What are you talking about? I realized something. Uh, I owe God. You say, what do you mean? Yes, I owe God. He purchased me out of the slave market of sin. I couldn't pay for myself. He paid for me, but I owe God. Now, I can't pay him what he paid for me because it's too high for me to get to. But I can say thank you for saving me. I owe God because he put food on my table. He's provider. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light, who is no variable and shadow of turning. I owe God. I owe God. I owe God. And the only way he asked me to pay him was not with money, was not with clothes, was not with food. He said, just praise me. Just praise me. That's all I want you to do. Just praise me. Just praise me. Just give me thanks. Just praise me. And we got to end this thing with a celebration. Just praise him. Just praise him. Just praise him. Now you did it once, do it again. Go through your list. I praise you for this. I praise you for that. You did this for me. You did that for me. I praise you. I praise you. Don't you wish you were there right now? I get the feeling that it's about to get a little bit more rowdy in that church as they continue to praise God. You know, every praise is to our God. That's the title of today's message, and it comes from Psalm 145. If you want to listen to it again, come to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, we'd love to hear how this teaching is making a difference in your walk with Christ. Maybe the series on worship and praise is uh, encouraging you to get serious about praising God. Or maybe there's something else that you've heard recently from Pastor Ford that's made a difference. You can share your story with us by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact link and let us know where you listen, why you listen, and what difference it's making. We recently heard from a listener named Gail who said, I was driving home recently after visiting my best friend and her husband at a hospital. She's very ill and the prognosis is poor. I was crying again and asking God why. I turned on Moody Radio and Pastor Ford was speaking. He was speaking about the shepherd and the sheep. I don't remember everything, but one story he told was about the sheep not liking moving water. The sheep needed to be led, not driven. So the shepherd needed to get the sheep to the other side of the stream. So he picked up a ewe lamb of the leader sheep, and he crossed to the other side. When the leader sheep looked up and saw her ewe lamb on the other side, she jumped over the water, and the other sheep followed. Pastor Ford went on to emphasize that Jesus is trying to get us to the other side. And that's why some bad things happen in our life. I hollered. I understood why. I want that message. I need to share that with my friend's husband and our other friends. Well, Gail, thanks for letting us know that you're out there, that you're listening, and how the Lord is using Pastor Ford's teaching in your life. By the way, you can always get a message by coming to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. You can stream the program or download it for free. 
Well, thanks for listening today. I do hope you'll join us next time. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.